One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. My mouth is still wide open from just a short time ago. I'm stunned, but I shouldn't be stunned given the polarizing nature of our country, given that there are different rules for Donald Trump and different rules for everyone else. A $20,000, $20,000, $200,000 bond issued. It shouldn't have been $20,000. It shouldn't have been a dime. A bond in the case in Georgia for President Trump. As he's going to turn himself in, as he says, on Thursday to the jail. And the jail, according to the sheriff, will be on a hard lockdown. Isn't that nice? No one will be able to move around the jail because now they're going to give Mr. Trump's preferential treatment as he turns himself into the jail. It's disgusting. It's it's un-American what's going on, and and it's shocking. I want you folks to uh, to hear. I'll tell you in just a second about Mr. Biden, the president in Hawaii. Uh, But I want you to uh, hear uh, what Mr. Trump posted on his uh, on his social media. And he says, can you believe it? I'll be going to Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday to be arrested, capital arrested by a radical left district attorney, Fannie Willis, who is overseeing one of the greatest murder and violent crime disasters in American history. I said on the earlier show, as I filled in for Bill O'Reilly, Atlanta is a mess in terms of the crime in the city, the homeless out on the street. You, you walk to the uh, Mercedes Benz stadium for Falcons game, but the homeless are everywhere. Trump goes on to say, in my case, the trip to Atlanta is not for, quote, murder, but for making a perfect phone call. She campaigned and is continuing to campaign and raise money on this witch hunt. Witch hunt, capitalized. This is in strict coordination with crooked Joe Biden's DOJ. It's all about election interference, unquote. That ends the uh, statement from President Trump. This, as a group of residents in in Maui, uh, in Hawaii, heckled President Biden's motorcade shortly after it uh, left the airport en route to visit the hardest-hit area from the wildfires there. Uh, Biden finally made it on ground a short time ago to Hawaii, visiting the devastated areas promising that the federal government will help as long as it takes. Standing near a burned but still standing 150-year-old tree, this is what the president had to say. Today is burned. 
but it's still standing. Trees survive for a reason. I believe it's a powerful, a very powerful symbol of what we can and will do to get through this crisis. And uh, the president told survivors of Hawaii's wildfires that the nation grieves with you and that the nation will be there as long as possible. But I also want all of you to know the country grieves with you, stands with you, and will do everything possible to help you recover, rebuild, and respect culture and traditions when the rebuilding takes place. Let's go ahead, folks, and open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Good news, bad news, as far as the migrants go, 2,500 migrants to get a home at Brooklyn's Floyd Bennett Field, plus $20 million from Governor Hoku to find jobs. Uh, that's a definitely a good news, uh, bad news uh, situation. The Biden administration finally agreeing to lease Floyd Bennett Airfield in Brooklyn to house the 2,500 migrants, right? So that's good news, but at the same time, you are rewarding bad behavior. What about the element that they came in the country uh, in terms of they're really not supposed to be here, and you're rewarding them for what they have done. Thus, you are encouraging others to come to America. You think they are not? Of course they are. Of course they are. And so the whole the whole thing, the whole thing stinks. And you may recall, folks, I told you on the program uh, starting at 11 p.m. Sunday night, about a fire in Brooklyn. You had a situation where 10 firefighters were injured, and a Brooklyn dad was the father of three kids that were seriously hurt. Fire broke out in the the residence where they live at. Well, he was arrested, and of course he was freed without bail, but daddy's criminal record includes 70 previous bust. And so think about this for a second. Your kids are home alone. A fire breaks out. And they they they, they come find you and and they arrest you. And somehow even though there are 70 arrests on your record they let you go. The world that we live in. Let's start with your telephone calls uh, this morning. Let's begin with uh, Sal in Bayonne, line one. Good morning, Sal. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, the first thing Donald Trump should do when he gets reelected, which he will get reelected, I'm pretty sure he will because the American, American people are, are have common sense and they have determination and they're going to do the right thing. The first thing that he should do is take the National Guard and put them alongside the southern border and and, 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 and then he should take all these illegals, send them back, and then he should build a state-of-the-art wall that will from alongside the Rio Grande that will prevent all any and all illegals from coming into this into the country in the future. 
I hear you, Sal, but uh, one of the things that's quietly happening by the uh, Biden White House reportedly is uh, all the materials that were purchased for the Trump wall, the administration has been quietly selling them. So so in other words, uh, if Mr. Trump is reelected and there's a strong possibility that that's going to happen, that he may be starting from scratch in terms of if you exclude what he already had built. We'll see what happens. Thank you for that call, Sal. Let's go to uh, Judy in Manhattan. Good morning, Judy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, Yes, I'm wondering if uh, President Biden's plan for rebuilding the uh, Maui disaster has anything or everything to do with his 30-30% federal takeover of private property. Uh, Can we have insurances against that? Well, it's a a great question, Judy. Uh, Frankly, I don't know the answer as of right now. I will research it, and I promise that I will address it in a later program. I think right now the only thing that the people of Hawaii care about is – Where was the president of the United States and how long do they have to suffer? Bottom line. Do you agree, Judy? Yes, sir. I uh, agree. That's the first priority. Thank you, Judy. And you have a lovely uh, morning. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, about Maui, uh, it's very strange. I, I, I've got three or four items that uh, came in, and they they, they they basically stating that the areas that were affected were the low- and middle-income native areas of the island. The affluent people owned the billion-dollar homes on the other side of the island were untouched. And, and it's, just, it's just tragic how the, these people just abandoned their neighbors and just didn't offer them any shelter, didn't offer them any help, didn't offer them any services. They just totally abrogated their responsibility. And, and the guy who was in charge of the water supply to, to attenuate the fire, to put those fires out, he refused to do it because he said there's ecological considerations. Believe right. that? Well, I, I, I don't know what I believe and what I don't believe uh, as it relates to Hawaii right now. Phil, thank you for the call. What I do know is that we see the tremendous suffering uh, of the people, and they need as much help as they can receive. And frankly, the Biden White House took a bit too long to um, to get to Hawaii. I, I don't know what the considerations were of the uh of the president and he came under fire from some of the Republican candidates, which lit a fire under him. And, uh, he was there just a short time ago. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Hey, darling. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Thank you. What's on your mind? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, um, right now, um, I'm doing security out here now in Bell Harbor. It's like 10 minutes from, uh, Fort Benner field. And the thing is that there's nothing in this area for these people to, um, you know, uh, go to. And uh, the people in the surrounding area, Bridgie Point, and that, where are these people going to go? You know, it just it, it's sad and it's it, it's it's going to be a problem, I think. OK, well, I, I hear you, Tom. You're telling us that there's no place for them to go. But I mean, should, but, I mean, but should, used to uh 
frequent. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, but, you know, but you, Tom, you know, I, but Tom, I got to be honest with you. Why? Why should that be our concern? Should not concern be, frankly, well, with how we are impacted by all of this. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, the people who live in the area. I mean, you know, I mean, you don't know who's coming to the area. They could be, they could be thieves, uh, burglars, robbers, rapists. I mean, you don't know. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I hear you. And we just saw I mean, the I, problem. We just saw vengeance, the problem you know, that uh, that Texas faced with the eleven-year-old girl. So, you, you know, you, yeah. I mean, it, it's just uh, you know, it, it's it's just how how this country is. I just. Letting these, I mean, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I just don't understand it, you know. Right. Well, Tom, thank you. Thank you so much for the call. So on Thursday, on Thursday, the former president, Mr. Trump, is going to turn himself in, and he's going to, the former president of the United States of America, with a Secret Service detail at his side, is going to report to the county jail in Atlanta. How ridiculous is that? And if you support the district attorney there, I mean, how could any reasonable person, I mean, do you really hate Trump that much where it doesn't matter how much he's disrespected? And all you're doing is making him stronger and stronger and stronger. And just remember this. When you take that mugshot photo, you may be sealing his fate with the election, reelecting him as president of the United States. Remember, folks, I told you that. You may offend his base so much that they are going to become super energized in terms of turning out and supporting him. Can you say the same? Let's be candid. Let's be honest. Can you say that the same enthusiasm is there on the Democratic side? The only enthusiasm on the Democratic side is get Trump. And that's not good. The only enthusiasm for the Democratic side is we got to take Trump down. Not what can your guy do? What's President Biden's record for re-election? What what assistance um, that uh, that uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris? What has she given to the country and to the ticket? None of that matters. The only thing that matters is walk him through the county jail. We're gonna treat him just like we treat the people that commit. Minor crimes, and I'm looking for a tweet, right, that I found very interesting, uh, and I'm going to find it. Uh, th- this is something. Wh- where is it here, folks? I'm I'm looking for it, and I'm going to find it because I think that it applies uh, to the situation. So, uh, John Beckman sent me a uh, a comment, and you can reach me. We see all your calls. You can reach me at Dominic TV. You can follow me there. You can uh, post a comment there. John Beckman says, bail, question mark, since when did Democrat DAs want bail? That is a great question when you consider that Trump has to post a $200,000 bond, right? Bears repeating. John Beckman says, bail, question mark, 
Since when did Democratic DAs want bail? John also posted that mugshot will be the biggest selling T-shirt in American history bar none. I will order five. That's what John says. And so we are taking your telephone calls this morning as we uh as we as we always do. Uh let's go, let's go to Teddy, our friend Teddy in Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh Dominic, I got a call tonight by Jimmy Sturgis, the former uh, Clinton uh governor, uh who played football for Joe uh, Joe Prezioso who was a big six-foot-three, six-foot-four lineman. And he said to me, when you call Dominic Carter tonight, you tell him that it is justice, justice, not injustice, that Donald Trump is being brought to court with the Secret Service. He caused so much trouble in this country, I'll, and I second that, Dominic, and I know you disagree. You constantly talk about that, but you give me the right to speak my mind. As you say, went to the callers, what's on your mind? And that is what is on my mind, Dominic. Okay. And Phil and Mike and all of the callers, I'll stand by that. And I'll say, and I would love to meet these callers face to face. Maybe at the New York Public Library, we'll go out to eat, I'll pay for it, but Teddy is never going to be intimidated and backed down. Okay, and so I Teddy, what I, okay, fair yeah. enough. So let me put a question to you. Let's just say for argument's sake that the same person in Trump's position, for argument's sake, happened to be Barack Obama. Would you still support him being walked into the county jail with a mugshot? Yes, Dominic, yes, because of what if the charges that he would be accused of and the proof that they had to have an indictment. Yes, Dominic, yes. And don't please don't say to me, Teddy, you really don't mean that, Teddy. No, but people who know me, my former students, thousands get in contact with me. I go to the reunions of 40 years already, and they invite me. They know me. That's why I have a reputation in New York City. They know me. Okay, okay so, Teddy, so, Teddy, I hear you. Hold on for a second. I want to bring in yep. Frank in Maine. Frank in Maine, sure. Teddy in Yonkers. Frank, you, I, I have no idea what you're about to tell me, but you just heard what Teddy had to say in Yonkers. What, what's your take on this situation? Oh, Dominic. Yes. Dominic, uh, um, always a pleasure. You know, Dominic, Biden is running, he's hiding, he's ducking. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. But I'm asking you to react to what Teddy just said. Oh, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Ted. I'm going to be honest with you, Dominic. I had my volume on low when Teddy was talking because I don't like the way, I don't like the tone, and I don't like the way he yells. I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I didn't hear one word he said. Okay. Because I just. Well, that makes it that makes I'm it even, that makes it even better because now you guys are listening to each other live. Teddy, summarize quickly again what your point is. How Frank can hear you live. Hey, Frank. 
I've been teaching for 40 something years, Frank. Okay. And so I've always told my students, you'll have to deal with the consequences of your behavior. I'll under try to understand it, but you have to deal with the consequences of your behavior. What Trump did, and it's been proven so many times, there has been no fraud. The Georgia election was counted by hand three times, Frank, three times, and they found no fraud, okay? Frank, so let's call it like it is. Call okay. it an ace and ace and a spade a spade. Okay. And All he right, Teddy. shot it in the White House on his behind when the January 6th was taking place, and he just sat there and sat there and sat there, and okay. he didn't do a damn thing. Okay, and Teddy. You say oh, me, Frank, okay. Okay. Okay, Teddy. Frank, you just heard him live. Frank in Maine, what do you think? <laughs> Teddy, Teddy, 40-something years, huh? 40-something years you've been teaching like that. 40-something years you've been teaching a, a fraud. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Three times, three times, uh, the first time should have been the main time. But instead, they had to close and shut down the entire operation and and secretly get some ballots to make sure that Biden had the upper hand. Um wasn't Georgia, wasn't, um, am I wrong about this? Wasn't, wasn't Trump winning Georgia at one point? Instead, instead, all of a sudden, overnight, something weird happened. We don't exactly know what. Maybe, maybe, maybe they found ballots. Maybe they found dead ballots. Maybe they found dead people. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, all of a sudden, Biden is the winner. Biden becomes like the victor. Same thing in Pennsylvania. Biden becomes the victor. Sums up. You know, you know, you talk about fraud. You talk about fraud. Let's talk about Biden for a second and his fraud. Um, let's talk about how um, in and I'm going to change. I'm going to change the whole venue in East in the East Palestine where those people were suffering. Uh, Biden, not one word, not one word. Oh, no. Forget it. Nothing. Nothing. Let's send Buttigieg out there because, you know, he's he's the, tra tra he's the transportation secretary. Um, and it, it, it goes into the wayside. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's simple. Fake, phony, fraud, Biden. Um, I'm not saying Trump is a saint, but you know what? I trust him a little bit more. And all these all these indictments, where are they? Where are they going? What are they going to do? Post and bond? Um, I heard Dominic say this about um, somebody said somebody said all of a sudden a, 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 a DA who's a Democrat wants bond? Really? Interesting. Not for anybody else. No bond states. All of a sudden now they want bond. Hmm. Okay. Where's where that money going? Where is uh, that? Who's, okay. whose pocket is somebody okay. being lined with? So now, Teddy, Teddy, you did very good. You you waited patiently. You didn't respond. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Teddy, you respond, and then Frank will get the last word before we move on to the other callers. Go right ahead. That's fine. Hey, Frank, the difference between myself and people like you, I said to Dominic many times, let the chips fall where they fall. Hunter Biden 
is a slime ball. I call it. Okay? And if it leads, and right up to now, they haven't proved it. It's all I hear for five years about tapes. Okay? Let Comer prove it already. Okay, Frank? And if he does, then impeach Joe Biden. But until then, there's nothing on Joe Biden. Let Hunter Biden deal with the consequences of his misbehavior. Okay? But, Frank, you don't have the blankety blank to acknowledge what Trump did. And don't tell me four indictments don't mean a damn thing. Okay, they sure do, Frank, because if it happened to you or me, we'd be in the cranker. Okay, Frank? So wake up and smell the coffee, Frank. Now you go, Frank. Okay, Frank. Thank you, Ted <laughs> and Yonkers. Frank, you have the last word before we move on to other callers. Daddy, I love your enthusiasm. I, I, I love your, your, your aviance, man. You, you, are, you are a Democrat through and through. You love, you love that little sense of, of give me. You love that little sense of um, uh, throwing, throwing uh, Biden, you know, throwing Biden a bone and making sure he's okay while his son does double dealings on the ground or under, under the table. Meanwhile, meanwhile, let's, let's give Trump another 15 different indictments. Let's find little tiny things to make sure that he's never going to run ever again. Oh my God. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Teddy, I'm going to say it again. I know why Dominic likes you. I know why he admires you because you have enthusiasm and you're very, 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 very convincing and you're very persuasive. Um, but, but to to say that going giving somebody indictments throughout throughout um, throughout a, a, a career is going to um, persuade people not to vote. I think Dominic is right. The more you indict the more this man becomes stronger. And the more, you, the more you entice him, the more his base becomes powerful. And the more he gains power, the more he gains, the more his center, his center becomes like a brick, like an iron, no, excuse me, like an ironclad, um, like an ironclad like mountain where you can't touch it. So, well, you know, and continue to indict. Continue to give this man, you know, continue to, to, to try to destroy him. Because the more you destroy, the more you make him stronger. Okay, That's Frank. That's all I have to say. Teddy. All right, Frank. Thank you and Maine for the call. Thank you, Teddy and Yonkers. Folks, we have got to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls on this busy news night from New Jersey, Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Suffolk. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. The other big story, the Biden administration finally agreeing to lease Floyd Bennett Airfield in Brooklyn to house, you already know who, 2,500 migrants. 2,500 
migrants. Plus, the state is going to give another $20 million to the uh, city to help asylum seekers find work. And in other words, to help them with filing for work permits to get jobs. And officials say the end goal is to for them to exit already overflowing shelters. So, as I said before, folks, I said this months ago, free, 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 free. And now you think they're going to want to be on the up and up and pay for something? I don't think so. Let's go right back to your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to political consultant O.B. Murray. Good morning to you, O.B. What's going on, my friend? Dominic, good morning, my friend. Good morning. You are you are on fire tonight, man. Well, thank you. You always say that, Ob. But thank you. Thank you very much. But you are though. I don't say it every night, though. I do not. I say it, but I don't say it every night. <laughs> okay. I, what, I what's on this. your mind? But wait, but first, also, you are an inspiration, and your book is an inspiration. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. That's very kind, Ob, and it means the world but, but to me. Thank true. you. You know, you know me. I don't just say stuff. I just I speak. That's the truth. true. That's true. You don't just say things. And I've, I have worked for Democrats and Republicans. And, and let's remember, I, I would have loved to have been on with Teddy. The first thing we've got to learn for anybody who does these back and forth, let's not name call. Because when you name call, you immediately lose. And I'm not saying Teddy was name calling, but, but in that call back and forth where they were going with stuff, you, you immediately lose any of your argument. You know, because you're making it personal and you're not talking about the facts. Let's talk about facts for a second. When you talk about the migrant issue right now, I'd love, you know what? I think I, may sh- I should fly down to Mexico, walk across the border. I'm going to go live at Gracie Mansion. What do you think? I'll cut my lease off in my apartment. I'll go live at Gracie Mansion. <laughs> Dude, oh, can boy. I do that? Uh, what happens then? I'm not here illegally. I'm here, le- I'm no, here no, illegally. No, no, no. What what, 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 once, once, once they – well, I was about to say once you show your passport as American, then you're going to be treated oh, – No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to have $2 in my pocket, no ID. Right? Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that you will qualify for the benefits, Ob Murray, that the English. that the migrants get. No English, no hable, no hable. I don't. I I'll play deaf and dumb. I don't. I can't speak. What do I do? Well, they play deaf and dumb. So I mean, everybody else is entitled to do it as well. There you go, my friend. So I'm up here in Vermont. I'm looking at the lake. It's beautiful. It's quiet. And all of a sudden, I hear this yelling and screaming on the radio. I'm like, wait a second. This isn't Dominic. It's the callers. Ah. But, but but let's think about this. Number one, in New York State, there is a rule where mugshots aren't even put out publicly when until you're found guilty. So so New York, no, no mugshots. Federally, I'm not sure what the law is, but I, I recall mugshots federally being held up pretty, pretty tightly anyway. But I, I can't I don't know the law on that. You know that one, Dominic? I don't. I don't, O.B., I didn't mean to catch you off guard there. It's my okay. Friend, but, it's okay. But 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 so so the mug shots are one thing. But I'll tell you that T-shirt. It's now we're sitting here in August. It's a little early, but I'm going to tell you, everyone's going to line up and start getting those Christmas presents. Right. Correct. Because they used to they they lined up in Trump Tower to buy the MAGA hats. Right. And then when they realized it was federally regulated, you could only spend two thousand dollars or twenty seven hundred dollars that year. People stopped buying hats because they were over the limits. They couldn't buy enough hats. 
So what's happened to those T-shirts? Five, five is nothing. People buy them by the hundreds. Right. And they will be given. So it will be, they did it with a fake, fake mugshot. What happens when the real mugshot is out there? You're correct. Hey, so OB. That'll, that'll be one thing. But Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, but so, so the migrants in New York City. What, what happens now when you have people that are being evicted from their homes, and they might even be veterans or not, right? And they can't get lawyers downtown to defend themselves, to keep them in their current homes, and they're homeless and can't get anywhere to live. I'm sure the city will say get online and or, or go to the shelter system. I mean, I I, I hate to be this blunt. I, I I hate to be this blunt. Ob, you know that they don't care the establishment when it comes to us. They only care when it comes to migrants. What what if I'm what if I'm homeless tomorrow, man? I'm walking down the street on Eighth Avenue. Can I go to can I can I walk over to Madison Avenue, Roosevelt Hotel, and try to get a room? No, you can't. Uh, you can go to the shelter system, but I believe that's only. Primarily for migrants, isn't that? But it, okay, as you say that, think about that. Isn't that amazing for what's happening to, in society in New York now? The whole thing has been uh, uh, amazing, and not in a positive way from uh, day one. Hey, Ob, I've I've got to move on to some of the other callers. You're, you're correct, but let me but let me ask you a question. Wait, 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 wait. So you're in Vermont now. You said right now you're by the lake. Oh yeah. I'm so looking, have you gotten your have you gotten your vacation yet this summer, buddy? Uh, just got back from Atlanta for a couple of days off, but but no vacation. But wait, let me tell you why I'm a little concerned. Now, you're going to tell me that there are no alligators in Vermont. That's what you're going to tell me, right? But I think about that I'm movie. Uh, I think about that movie with a lady with some baby alligators, and, and they grew up and, and became humongous and started attacking people. I think it was in Vermont or Maine, one of the two. Hey, hey, Matt Blaze, where, where did, do you know that movie? Where did it happen to be? But, 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 but OB, yeah, but- here's, here's the point I want to make to you, right? I think it was called Lake Placid or something like that. Here's the point that I want to make to you, OB, right? So, so I did uh, Bill O'Reilly just uh, two and a half hours ago, right? And I'm sitting here, and I'm getting ready for this show. And I sometimes I do this, and I, I go to YouTube, right? And sometimes I'll look at alligator attacks on YouTube. And I'm watching, OB, this cheetah, a baby cheetah, right, is drinking water, but he looks like he or she can defend themselves. And OB, out of nowhere, wham, this alligator snatches the cheetah by the neck, OB, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And literally, they're so smart, pulls the cheetah into the water immediately, go, swims out. The cheetah can't do anything. Swims out, goes into the alligator roll, and that was it. The cheetah was Burger King for the, uh, for the alligator. So just, uh, I'm the saying this. The alligator drowns them. That's what they uh, do. Right, and, and then eats them. And, and so I'm just saying, you're by the lake in Vermont. Please be careful, brother. Please be careful. Hey, Dominic, Dominic, I was chick- I was cleaning out a chicken coop today. My issue is snakes. About five miles away, I, I heard of a copperhead. Oh. So I was worried about that one. Oh, so oh, a rat- actually, no, a, rattle- a rattlesnake, too. There was a rattlesnake up up the street. That's what it was. Not a copperhead. I misspoke. There was oh, a rattlesnake Obi. about five miles away. Obi, it's Matt. So Dominic is afraid of alligators, but the other day... He was getting out of his car to go feed a bear. <laughs> but he was an alligator. So, Dominic, across the street, my buddy, Jack, Jack Ryan, who, God bless him, passed away about three weeks ago. I've, I've talked about on Frank's show about him before. 
up up on his up on his property. I was there the other day cleaning up some stuff and working around there a little bit. And we found some droppings. They're bear droppings. I'm more worried about bears than I am about alligators, buddy. But but when, but, but when you when you at least in Rockland County, OB, when you come up on the bears, they look so passive and like they look like leave me. I don't want to be bothered and OB, I know I'm a little touched upstairs, but <laughs> I think I Tom, think Tom, Yes. Here's what you do with bears. You wear bells on your boots and they scare them. They don't want the noise. And then I was at Yosemite years ago. I was at Yosemite. And this camper, I watched this from the window of the place we were at. We were at the chalet. At this mm-hmm. little, I say chalet. Chalet just means it's a wood dwelling with no plumbing. And it's got, it's got oil or, or gas lit candles. Okay? There's no power. There's no plumbing. The outhouse, you have to be careful when you walk outside because the bears are outside. And there's guys that decide not to go to the outhouse. And the bears love to go where the guys went because of, of what the smell is, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to wear bells. You scare the scare them away. There were these there were the cubs, and the, and this this camper went up and started walking towards the cubs. Don't do I that. Swear, from Don't yards do that. Away, Mommy's coming. So she's I, not happy. We, we watched this happen. We heard the we heard this at Yosemite out in California. We heard this. We heard this this the the the, the sow, the, the mother, the cub, the mother over the cubs, the sow grinding her teeth to scare everybody away. They cleared the camp out down the hill the next day. Wow. Because this bozo camper was looking to pet the go, going towards the Cubs. Wow. So Well, OB, just be careful. Just be careful by the lake there in Vermont. Remember what I said about so the gators, the man. You get this guy Charlie up here who's the greatest fishing guide. He tells you where to go fishing. Everybody else that goes fishing up here comes right where I am. They love the area where I am. Okay. The fishing guide says, no, no. There's 50 other places. I don't even bring people near where you are. So... There's plenty of stuff up. Get up here, Dominic. Come okay. on up. Well, fine and dandy. Just be careful, man. Them alligators are fast. Is it? <laughs> hey, hey, Dominic, you'll love this. Ro- Roger, I had him listen to you the other night. He was painting the place next door to me. He was working late night. He works you know, all day and all night and stuff nonstop. And he's going, this guy, holy cow. Is he in Vermont? No, he's in New York. He's in New York? You, you couldn't believe it. Couldn't wow. believe it. Well, so OB, love you up here too, well, well, thank you, OB. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, political consultant OB Murray. Thank you so much for joining us. I've got to take a break, but I want to. We have a whole lot of calls, and I want to get to some of the other ones. Uh, let me go to Max in Manhattan, line six. Good morning, Max. What's on your mind, Max? Are you with me? Going once, going twice. Okay, Max. I'm is, here. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. I think if President Trump is going to be forced to eat the prison food, I think he I, he better have it tested because it'll be an easy place to poison him. Right, but we're we're so far away. Thank you. We're so far away, and that's never going to happen. And that that that's the cruel part of this. I mean, you know, we're playing this game that uh, Mr. Trump can go down. Come on, folks. At the end of this process, do you think the former president of the United States is going to be convicted? I really don't. I really don't. And even if he is convicted, the appellate level all the way up to the Supreme Court. Give me a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and we'll go back to your calls from New Jersey, Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Suffolk. W-A-B-C. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. 
25-year-old Julia Fodham. She was the EMS worker who was trying to calm the patient before he screamed an obscenity at her and stabbed her repeatedly, according to the prosecutors, when he whipped out a kitchen knife in the ambulance from his boot. Now, he appeared in court just uh, a few hours ago, 48-year-old convicted felon, Rudy Garcia, and he was being tended to by the EMT, Julia Fodham, 25-year-old young lady transported by ambulance from the Upper West Side when that 911 call in reporting cardiac arrest. And so the two of them are in the back of the ambulance, according to prosecutors, the defendant threw a a gum wrapper at the EMT, and when she confronted confronted the defendant verbally about his behavior, he yelled the obscenity and stabbed her several times, six times in the chest, thigh, and arm with the knife during the July 19th attack. She uh, suffered significant blood loss and nerve damage in her thigh, which has required two surgeries thus far. The good news here: that this uh, this uh, individual remains on, held on um, held on in jail. A um, five hundred thousand uh, dollar bond. He has eight arrests, including uh, one where he headbutted a police officer who was trying to arrest him. Uh, and her mother, Julia Fodham's mother has railed against the state's bail reform after the attack. She says New York has failed its people. How is bail reform working? A question we ask each and every day. He's due back in court October 30th. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano takes over Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Mike, are you with me? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you, Mike. Go oh, right okay. ahead. Yes. Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, the Floyd Banner Field, that's uh, Gateway National Park over there. Well, that's at hey, the end hey, of Mike, Flopper Shaven Wait, Mike, Mike, help me. The only thing I know about uh, Floyd Bennett Field is, uh, and I believe they're still housed there. It's so big. And you're right. I believe it's at the end of Flatbush Avenue. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, yes, um, yeah, right. All I remember is uh, when I went up with the NYPD aviation unit. They're still uh, there. They're still there. Okay, so yeah. I had to go all the way out there, and then they took me up in a in a NYPD helicopter, and within mat within minutes, we were back overlooking the city. And folks, it's amazing what you. I'm coming right back to you, Mike. What you can see because they they oh. have technology that they can actually. We were able to look down on rooftops. You could see people sunbathing, whatever they happen to be doing, and sometimes they were doing inappropriate things, Mike. But that, oh, so yeah. so yeah. so so you're telling me that Floyd Bennett Field is in part a national park? Is the whole yes, area that falls under Gateway National Park? That's uh, under the federal. And, and, I guess and that's as you why said, the police aviation is there, and the mm-hmm. two hangars that used to be in the front with the police, they moved out of them, and they're in the back uh, where the old uh, Coast Guard bases was, I should say. Okay, so and bottom line, good idea to put the migrants there. What's your two cents? 
No, there's no, there's it's there's also a lot of things all go in there. I mean, you have archery, you have uh, camping, you have uh, uh, the remote control airplanes, the aviator uh, play, uh, the the uh, aviator, the what do you call it, the, the hockey, and you know things like that in there. And now I would assume that what are going to chase all of them out? You know, I, there's nothing there. Well, on, on the base itself, um, but a mi- about a mile and a half up Flappershire Avenue, you got Kings Plaza Shopping Center. So you know a lot of them are going to find their way up that way. Right. right. And if you go about two miles along the side of the Bell Parkway, they'll be in uh, uh, Sheepshead Bay. It's going to be interesting. Mike, thank you for that call. Let's go from Brooklyn to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Deborah. Deborah, what's on your mind? Well, okay, I want to say something to Teddy because Teddy seems to like the truth. So, Teddy, do you remember when they found Ashley Biden's journal, her diary, when she had her roommates, what was in it? The truth about her father forcing her to take showers with him when she was a teenager? Should he be arrested for that, or is that okay in Teddy's book? Teddy, call back and let us know. Okay. Deborah, uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for for that. Let's go to uh, Scott in Brooklyn. Scott, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Good morning. Um, I've been out here. Uh, I had an electrical company for a decade. Before COVID, it, I lost everything down to myself on a van. And I watched the city slowly build back up and myself slowly build back up and still in the process of it. I've also been in a battle during COVID. I had twin, they're now nine-year-olds, so I'm in a, a fight with the public school system on what they're coming home and telling me. Uh, and I'm watching uh, thousands upon thousands Upon thousands of people, I don't know what they're talking about in numbers, but I'm working the five boroughs. I'm out now working, trying to figure this all out. And I'm seeing thousands of them on the back of scooters everywhere. And everybody's wondering, oh, the Floyd Bennett Field, what are they going to do out there? They're not going to do anything. The government's going to give them a scooter. They're going to give them a $600 card. They're going to give them a haircut. They're going to give them, I've worked in a few hotels around the city, they're getting paid $167 a night to house migrants. The place is jam-packed, full. Three years now, two and a half years, full. Round the clock, they give them haircuts and manicures and pedicures once a week. Somebody comes in. The place looks like army barracks, bulletproof glass in some of these hotels. Uh, uh, Government agents in these hotels. So people are asking, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? They're going to do nothing. They're going to walk around the streets and do nothing and get hmm. government assistance. And the city, instead of back in two years ago, sending all their, like in Brooklyn, down where I am, all the little rich people with their brownstones sending their children outside to protest, instead of doing that, they should have figured out the migrant problem then. Or, matter of fact, the school problem. And how the school system is selling us out. we got twin nine-year-olds now in, in, in public school. I don't know what to do. They're telling us, don't teach the multiplication table no more. Don't teach this. Don't teach that. I don't know what my kids are learning anymore. Yeah, and what they're coming home and telling me, it's okay to become a mommy tomorrow, daddy. But they don't know what six plus eight is in the fourth grade. 
because they don't want them to memorize it. This right. is a new ways of education. I'm so sick of it at all. I, I hear you, Scott. In the morning, I'm I, sitting in a car trying to figure this out, and people are worrying about what the migrants are going to do. I don't right. give a shit what the migrants are going to do. Excuse I, my language. I, I, I hear you. I hear you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I, I hear your frustration, brother. I really do. Let's go to uh, Kathy in the East Village. Good morning, Kathy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Love you. Need more, Dominic. Love you, too. Thank you, Kathy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I know you scan these alligator uh, photographs. uh, The videos. Videos. Yeah, there was this one I saw on a Korean channel, and it happened in Tampa. And this little old lady's walking her little white dog. I saw that. Well, I didn't see the video, but I'm aware of the story. And and the alligator didn't even go for the dog. Well, first, the dog was smart enough to... Even though it was on the chain, if I remember correctly, it ran up a little bit, and then the alligator goes for the woman, correct? Right, and she was sort of protecting the dog, you know? Oh. So, yeah, it was horrible. And the other thing is, is um, just quick, I I live in, in a fixed income, okay? You know, I'm here, I'm on Social Security. Um, if I hadn't saved money from previous jobs, I would never make ends meet. The only thing I get from the city is the... Um, senior citizen rent increase exemption because I've lived, I'm over uh, under a certain amount of money and I've lived, I'm a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. But these people, these immigrants, migrants, they're going to get three full meals a day. They don't have to go shopping. They don't have to spend a penny. And we're of course not. like, of course not. Getting creamed. I mean, it's just. They don't, don't have know, to that's... have license plates for their mopads. They. They, you know, the women get pregnant. They drop their babies here in New York. No problem. We'll pay for free. it. Free, free, free. 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 <laughs> and, and Kathy, it's just, that's just the way of the world. The, the kids want to go to school. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how overcrowded the schools are. Put them in the schools. We don't have uh, Spanish people. We'll find people that speak. We'll bend over backwards for the yeah, migrants. as long as it's free. <laughs> right. Right, right. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you. Thank uh, you, uh, Kathy. Uh, Thank okay, you for the call. Bye, bye. I want to go to Susan's call, but first I have to go to uh, Frank Morano. And if I don't get you in tonight, Susan, then maybe tomorrow. Frank Morano, what do you have coming up? Hello, Dominic. Uh, we have in about a half hour one of the finest independent journalists in the whole country. Lee Fang is going to join us. There, He's broken three or four huge stories, national stories, international stories that we're going to give people a taste of. And in our continuing quest to talk with all of the candidates for president, I'm going to be joined by Lee Fang, who formerly ran for, excuse me, Lee Fang, uh, by Hirsch Singh, who formerly ran for governor of New Jersey. Now he's running as a Republican for president. We'll find out uh, what he's all about. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. Let's go to Susan and Manhattan together. Susan, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Go right ahead. We have under a minute left. how are you? Yes. Dominic, um, when I heard about uh, Floyd Bennett Field, when I was a little girl, my brother joined the Navy. We lived in Brooklyn, not far from Floyd Bennett Field, and he did his training there. And they're going back to the early 50s. Um, So I'd go out to the beach out there to the Ponset and family members in, in uh, Bell Harbor and always passed it and had some, you know, something heartfelt about that, that airfield. Uh, my brother la- later 
so, so, Susan, I, I, I got, Susan, I got 15 seconds left. So you're saying you don't want the migrants there? Absolutely not. It's, it's, it's a historic place where it was the first airport in New York City. Okay, Susan, thank you. We can continue this tomorrow, Susan, if you call back. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, starting right now, right after news headlines.